Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm so excited to share my guest with you today and her incredible story. Before I read her bio, I want to just put a little bit of a of a content warning. Um, we're going to be talking about sensitive su- subject matter that involves um, suicide. So if you feel uncomfortable with that or you um, have personal things that would cause this to trigger you, then probably not the podcast for you. <laughs> um, of course, we'll be very respectful and you know we're not going to be talking about anything uh, gory or anything. Um, let me let me introduce to you this incredibly beautiful woman. Her name is Trisha Zodi. She is a Christian life coach. And like so many other guests that we have on here, her life, her tragedy has turned into her mission to help other we- women with healing. And I found her, I think she was commenting on um, a podcast page on Facebook. And I just read a few sentences and I reached out. I said, my gosh, we need to have you on the podcast. Um, I'm just so excited to share you, your story, your incredible resilience and mission with as many other women as possible. So welcome to the podcast, Tisha. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. It's such a privilege to be here with you and your listeners on Girl Power Alliance. Well, I appreciate you. And I think personally, one of the most inspiring things is taking these, you know, these hard things because none of us None of us get out scot-free. We have things, we go through things and it is our ability to, um, you know, bounce back and with the power of our faith that really, I think inspires so many women. So would you share a little bit of your, of your background? Maybe, um, have you always been a coach? What did you do before you were coaching? Yeah. So, um, I, I am, like you said, a life coach. Um, I'm also a speaker, um, and I host the another beautiful life podcast. And I'll tell you how that came about as well, but I've spent most of my life in women's ministry, teaching Bible study and mentoring women. Um, and I've also had the privilege of just volunteering in my kit. I have three beautiful children and I was able to volunteer in their schools as they grew up. Um, and then other types of volunteerism. Um, and so I was, I had the privilege of staying home once we had kids and, um, but I am also a recent widow, um, after my husband's suicide and through it all, I would like to say I am an overcomer, a rise above her. I am happy and joyful. I'm an example of God's power and love and activity in the lives of his beloved. And I am living another beautiful life. Part two, right? Yeah. <laughs> part two. That's exactly it's, it's right. It's your part two. Exactly and, right. um, it, you know, I recently lost my sister to suicide and it is an, it is an interesting, and, and I lost another sister to cancer. So it's kind of Mm. both ends of the spectrum, something completely, you know, uh, like shocking and another, you know, completely out of control. And, and I will just say this in particular, 
that I feel like we in general as in society have a really hard time kind of knowing what is appropriate or how we're supposed mm-hmm. to grieve. Um, my sister was, there was not, there was nothing. We didn't even find out. Nobody told us. So we found out about two months after the fact, maybe more, and there was no ceremony. There was no nothing. And I feel like oftentimes there is some deep rooted feelings about that because people have feeling they have some, I don't know, it's, it's an unknown for people and they're not sure how they're supposed to feel or how they're supposed to grieve. And so your own kind of grief and grief recovery, I feel is so much different than losing somebody through another mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that's been your experience? Absolutely. And when I started seeing a therapist, which is right away, um, she literally said, Trisha, suicide is complicated grief. It's not just regular grief. It is complicated. And what I've found from that, Michelle, is that um, it's, there's so much personal guilt that comes with suicide, even if it's not your fault, even if there's nothing you could have done there's, there's an element of even blame that needs to happen. Like everyone needs to find a reason why, like if you, you know, someone died by cancer, you, you understand why, right. If, if they even die in a car wreck, you understand why, but with suicide many, many times we don't understand why. And so there's a, there's just a need for us as humans to make sense of our world. And part of that is discovering the why. And if we can't figure out, we have to, we, we start placing, placing blame either on uh, other people or on ourselves. We're certainly not going to blame, right. The person that took their life. So it's all complicated and convoluted in that there's so many nuances to the grief. And it's a lot of the internal, um, like I said, blame and guilt and, and and what if, what if I had done this? What if I had not done this? Could I have done this? What if I didn't? I mean, there's just, it's just all of that. Right. And we, and we take responsibility for how could I have kept this, this from happening? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I felt that as well, you know, and absolutely. Um, just like a million things ran through my mind. A, A good friend of mine started a nonprofit called the hope gatekeepers in the wake of her husband committed suicide. And she, she started that out of a need for in her own life. Like she said, even at the funeral, people didn't, you know, normally like kind of the, I don't know, cultural norm is people bring food and they're there to support. And you kind of have this, these people that gather around you. She said, but you know, in the, she, she, nobody was there. People didn't know Mm -hmm. how to act. They didn't know what to do. So she started uh, basically a suicide prevention and then support um, nonprofit. And, um, it's just an interesting thing, especially I think as a Christian, I think there's even some shame as a Christian that attached to all these other things that you're feeling. There's then this element of shame of like, um, I I'm not, I'm not even sure how to like verbalize what it is, but there's this feeling of, you know, I, I, there's been a discussion, you know, are people that commit suicide, do they go to heaven? And, and all of these things that I think are wrapped up in the kind of religious part of that as well. I will just say this 110%. I, be, I believe that, that those people are in heaven, 110%. I agree. Um, just, just absolutely to, agree to state yeah. my, my own opinion on that. Um, yeah. but it's just a, it's just a very, it's extraordinarily complex. And I think a lot of people maybe don't, yes. they don't, they're not able to recover. 
Right. Well, I think there's, you know, just talking about other people not knowing how to respond. There's just, because there's so many questions and, and I don't know about you, but I have found that people, people, when they hear that someone has died, they want to know how it's, and I can't figure out other than just personal curiosity, is that even necessary information? Right. But it's our, it's our innate go-to. We say, oh, how did he die? Right. So there's always a question of how did someone die? And then when they find out by suicide, now all of a sudden there's all these questions that roll through their head. And sometimes the questions actually get asked, which just, you know, PSA, don't ask, don't ask the questions. Just, just don't, you know, just just, curiosity kills the cat, kills a whole lot of relationships, kills a whole lot of things. Just, just keep your, you know, probing questions to yourself. That's just my gentle uh, nudge to you today. (laughs) And speaking uh, from, and speaking from total experience. So for those of you that are listening, you know, maybe you listen to this podcast because unfortunately you might be faced with this and, you know, you're getting to hear from somebody who dealt with it one to one-on-one personally in, in her home and, and, you know, a really tragic way. So that's, that's important advice. I, you know, I, I think that an interesting thing happens in this life when you are, when you are faced with tragedy of, of any type, you, you, one of the things that, happens to you is you gain so much. I mean, you, I love that you talk about now kind of, this is your, your beautiful life and Mm -hmm. another beautiful life. And it's just a beautiful kind of comma, you know, to it's not the end, it's a comma. And so I would love to kind of like dig into, so you, you began therapy and you were not life coaching prior to this tragic thing happening. So can you kind of walk us through maybe a little bit of how you ended up being a speaker and a podcast host and doing what you're doing. Yes. So it is interesting that I have had two decades of mentorship with women. So through women's ministry, I have been walking with them biblically through their lives, through things like uh, divorce or separation, um, even addictions, pornography. Um, I mean, just life walking through Christian life with Christian women. Okay. So, um, I, I say that and emphasize that to tell you that Christian women are not outside of the realm of these kinds of strongholds or sins. Okay. So, um, we all deal with them. This is life. So I, I, I say that again, and want to emphasize the fact that just because you become a Christian doesn't mean that all your problems go away. <laughs> Right. Um, And so what I started discovering, this is how I kind of got into the life coaching part, because the, the mentoring part truly is, Hey, let me, let me look at your life through the biblical lens. And then let me give you that, that view and let us walk together, right. Into overcoming your sin biblically. And, and this is what you need to do. All right. And I would literally tell them what to do and how to do it. And we would walk together with that. The difference between mentorship and life coaching is life coaching brings in the brain science. So life coaching for me. So what I do today as a Christian life coach is I integrate brain science with biblical faith. I bring the two together because you know, um, in Romans 12 two, Paul says, God speaking through Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God knew that we needed to hear that because one, we, he 
knew that we probably needed to have our minds renewed, but two, that we could have our minds renewed. The problem is, is I think he should have put a little ellipsis there, dot, dot, dot. And by the way, do this through therapy or getting a life coach, right? (laughs) Because here's the problem. We come into our relationship with the Lord and we know that we have the Holy Spirit who convicts and guides, leads, he transforms, he does all this work. But sadly, a lot of us come with a lot of wounds from our past and baggage from our past that have that are keeping us from being able to move in that freedom, appropriate everything that God has given us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we've we've been listening to messages, we've been believing lies for so long. Um, that we just believe their truth today and we're operating in them. And sometimes subconsciously, sometimes we don't even understand why we do what we do. We don't understand why we act the way we do or say the things that we say. So what I do is I take the whole brain science portion of it, which is the neuroplasticity of our brain, which means that our brains can wire and rewire itself until our last breath right? It's not just a developmental thing that they thought it was up until adolescence. It literally is something that's happening over and over and over again. And if you've, if your brain has been wired because of a dysfunction or trauma or stress or a messaging that you've heard or entertained or even said to yourself over and over and over again, it becomes a neural rut and it becomes as if fact. And what our brain does is once that's fact, then it takes out any other information and filters all that out from our preview, from our ability to even see it as an option, right? So now it's taking that out because it feels like it's um, unessential information. So now we've got this focal, focused tunnel visit, vision of what that messaging is, and we're just going with it because our brain's not giving us any other options. We don't even think there are any other options, which is why I think and I'm just speaking from perhaps my husband's view, he entertained such messaging uh, for so so long that he believed that as truth that led him down to a path that he could not see any other options. And he ended up taking his life. So my job as a life coach, and I'd like to say I'm a life coach slash mentor because kind of, you know, I do bring in the biblical faith, but it's more effective, Michelle, if I can get you to hear your brain and see your brain and understand your brain as, as opposed to me telling you what you need to do, right? We, we, we know this even, you know, with children's, like if they can come up with the answers they they'll take ownership and responsibility of making that happen rather than if we just tell them what to do. So, um, so that's kind of what the, the life coaching does again, is bringing in that brain science, what we understand about the brain, how the brain can change, how we can, we do have power over our brain. We have a will. And if we exercise our will over our brain, it can't, we can make those changes necessary and rewire it for positive messages that leads us to the life that we love leads us to another beautiful life as in for me. So I, I just got to a place where, you know, I felt like after his death, I felt like my life was over. I felt like I had nothing else to live for. Um, all my dreams were gone. All my dreams died with him. He, we were married 30 years. We had beautiful, three beautiful adult children who were, you know, 
about to get married, going to have grandchildren. We were going to build a house that would be our retirement home that all the grandchildren would come to. It was just going to be, this was going to be our dream, our dream life. And all of a sudden that's completely gone for me. So I'm thinking I have nothing. I have nothing more. And I'm, I might as well have died right there with him and God's grace. So sufficient for us. Right. And so timely whispered in my ear, Trisha, you can have another beautiful life. Mm -hmm. And it may not look like the past 30 years that you've lived with your husband. It may not look like the years that you had planned and dreamed and hoped for, but it can be beautiful and it can be good. If you make the choice to say, yes, put your hand in mine and follow me. Mm. And, and so here we are. Uh, and I'm doing it. Like I said, at the top of our conversation, I'm an overcomer. I'm a rise above her. I am able to do this because I have, I have said, yes, I've made a choice with my mind yes. to say yes, to appropriate all the power that I have through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy spirit within me to do this, to walk it out, to give me hope for tomorrow. Mm. It's so incredibly powerful. My mind has gone a million places since you've talked first and foremost, I, I have said for a number of years that as science evolves and, and grows and expands to having more understanding of things, it continues to reveal more and more of the Bible Uh, because you know, how many, how many thousand, 2000 years ago ish that Paul wrote that statement by the renewing of your mind and neuroplasticity is a relatively new discovery in the world of science. And, you know, the brain in general, they keep unpacking things about this miraculous thing inside of our heads that, you know, God created in us. And I think it is, you know, everything that you're saying, I love so much. And and we talk about this all the time, especially in the radiant leadership Academy is, um, we talk about how we have the ability to actually rewire these things and, and, but it, I mean, it takes time. It's not easy. I mean, it's very, it's actually very, it can, can be very difficult, which is why people start something and then they, they get to a point and then they hit that wall. They're like this, this programming is, this is who I am. This is who I am. And, you know, but, but in the Bible, it says that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of one Mm -hmm. of power and of self-discipline. And that particular verse has, has moved me through times of being stuck where I was like, I can't, Mm -hmm. I cannot Mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course we cannot do it in and of our own efforts, but, you know, Mm -hmm. really kind of that, like you said, going hand in hand with the Lord Mm -hmm. and really having the, I think the foundation of that is believing really in your deepest, like the deepest part of your soul that that you actually believe that, that God's plan is for you. If that's not your deep inside belief, even if it's tiny, like the tiniest seed of hope that, that God actually is good and he is for you. I think it'd be very difficult for that to happen specifically with this programming. I I can speak about my sister who struggled with mental illness her entire life and, and her, the words that came out of her mouth that her whole life were, were so self defeating and they were Mm -hmm. so broken. And she repeated it literally her Mm -hmm. exist in her entire existence. And so Mm -hmm. specifically about neuroplasticity, you could imagine these neuro ruts that you call them. I call them like the grand Canyon that got Mm -hmm. created, not that they couldn't be rewired, but it would take so much work. And you're talking about a lifetime, 50 plus years of continued speaking this and, um, well, I want to, and I hate to interrupt you there, but I, I just, I, I find it fascinating, truly, how quickly our brain can 
be rewired. Mm. And, and I say that with experience with my clients that have been sitting in a message that they didn't even realize was a messaging that was playing over and over and over again in their subconscious, but it had been there for 20, 30 years. And yet we have an opportunity to walk through some exercises and give them some tools to be able to open up an understanding and a different part of their brain to understanding and to do some healing in that, in those, um, those areas of wounds that literally brings them immediate freedom. Now it's a practice right? Just like anything, if you're, if like, I always tease, you know, I studied French in high school, right? But I didn't, I can't tell you anything except for maybe baguette. I have no idea. I don't use, I don't use French, right? So, so the, what the brain does is anything that's non-essential, it, it prunes off. Okay. So that's why I've lost all of my, you know, it's the use it or lose it kind of philosophy, but that's exactly what our brain is doing. So here's the thing. If we practice new messaging, we are creating new neural ruts. Mm. It's just by practice. And it's, it's not a fake it till you make it. It's a, it literally is a, we are on purpose creating neural ruts to the degree that here's what our brain does. And this is, this is the fascinating thing about the brain. The brain is like a machine and it's not trying to sabotage you. It doesn't know a good suggestion of a thought from a negative suggestion. All its job is to keep you safe and alive, Michelle. That's its job. It's going to do it three ways. It's going to seek pleasure or it's going to avoid pain or it's going to operate in efficiency. But, and it may do all three at once, but the goal is to always keep you safe. Okay. And to keep you alive. So no matter what that is. So here's, so if you think about that, it's got this messaging over a pattern of 30 years. Your brain thinks, well, she's still alive. So this must be good. Mm. This must be a good message because, hey, she's still alive. So we'll just keep feeding her the same message. And again, your brain has no idea that it's negative and it's making you miserable, right? But it's just doing its job. That's all it's doing. It's just doing its job. So we're not going to get upset with our brain because God has made our brain fantastic. The beautiful thing is that we can create new messages that we practice that become new options. And so once we get into a situation where our brain goes, oh, I remember this kind of scenario. This is what we do. This is how we think. This is what we feel about it. So instead of operating out of the old message, it literally could say, oh, this is what we used to do. But now I have this new messaging. Would you like some of this instead? Because now your your brain has got two different messages, and it it's if you've heard that uh, the the story about the two wolves within, right, the white yes. and the black wolf, right? Uh, which one is going? If they're always at war, which one is going to win? Well, the one that I feed is yeah. the one that's going to win. Well, if you decided, you said yes to, made a choice to feeding the message that creates you and moves you to the life that you love and the life that you want to be living, then eventually this becomes a deeper rut than this one, the old message does. And then eventually that old messaging will get pruned off. So even though it feels like, man, I've been doing this for 30 years, it's going to take me another 30 to get out. That's just not true. Beautiful. At all. It what a is, hopeful message. It's so hopeful. I see it happening before me every single day. And I love it. It's like, it's what gets me. I mean, it's what gets me out of bed every day. It's like, yeah. who's getting more free today? 
Who's Mm. getting, what's the transformation? What is the, where, where is it that I could just crack the brain open a little bit more and they could have that aha moment. They could see something with a new perspective. Because here's another thing about the brain and I, and I'll, I'll I'll shut up and then just let you ask me some questions. But (laughs) here's another thing about the brain. Anytime you provide it with new information, it must make a shift. It must do something with that information. So it's got to consider it. It might consider it as non-essential, or it could bring you on a path of new perspectives, new understanding. And so if you have new understandings and new perspectives, then you see things differently. And now you're creating new neural roots, new messaging right? This is how we change our, even in theology, I don't know if you, you know, you grew up with one set of even doctrines, right? You grew up with one set of doctrines in a church and you get a little bit older and you're like, wait a minute, I don't really think I believe that. I believed that until I was, you know, in my twenties. And now I think I believe something else. And you literally can do that. It takes, it can happen overnight, right? And it's just by making a choice. And I think that's what we don't understand, Michelle, is that we have so much more power, over our brains than we believe. We believe that this brain is what is us. It's not, it's just a part of us. We have the body, we have the soul, and we have the spirit. The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions, but the mind is not the will and the emotions are not the mind. Mm. They're all three separate, separate entities and we can treat them as separate entities, as such, and and deal with the three of them separately. So then when my mind wants to do the old thing, my will can come in as a practice, right? And say, thank you so much, brain. I appreciate you for trying to keep me safe and keep me alive. You're doing such a great job, but this is not serving me any longer. Mm. And this is what I would like to practice. This is what I would like for you to, uh, to start telling me what to do. You know, this is how I want you to lead and guide me. And then your brain goes, ah, okay. And it's just going to, again, it's just a machine. It's what, all you have to do is encode. All you have to do is process and it will give you answers to the questions you're posing it and solve the problems that you're asking it to solve. So if you're, if you're asking it to solve questions like, why am I so dumb? Why can't I get anything right? Why is my life such a mess? Why can't I find love? Why does everybody else get love? You know, these kind of things. Your brain is literally, you've just inputted information. You put that little data card in your brain and your brain's going to go, oh, let me show you why you're so dumb. <laughs> let me show you why you can't find, let me show you all the, all it's doing is trying to give you evidence of what your youth, the messaging you're putting in there and looking for. That's all it's doing. It's not trying to sabotage you or hurt you. It's just trying to do what you, you're telling it to do. Now think about if you've decided to change the message, the message to why is my life full of abundance and love? How can my life today bring glory to God? Mm. What can I do to receive the glory of God in my life and have it manifest in my life? Right? What? Why is there such an abundance of, of just everything beautiful? Why, why do I get this beautiful? You know, and just, and your, and your brain is going to get busy showing you evidence of exactly the questions you're asking. It's going to, it's going to start answering your questions. And then all of a sudden, all you're going to see around you is abundance and love and God's glory and his manifestation. And you're going to feel his presence, right? I mean, just completely different messaging, but this is your brain at work. And we have the power to change our brain. It's, it's probably the most hopeful message 
that exists yeah. on the planet. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. Very hopeful. Yes. So that's why for anybody that might be out there that is, you know, dealing with these uh, suicide ideations or are feeling depressed or you're feeling like I'm stuck or this is how I've always been and that I just can't ever be, I will never be any different. That is a lie straight from hell. Satan wants you to stay there because here's what I'm convinced of. And I just got this message not long ago, a few months ago, is the reason I'm a life coach and a Christian for women is because God has daughters who are stuck and sitting in a corner, debilitated by stress and anxiety and fear and insecurities, and they're not walking in their God-given purpose. And if I am able to help his daughters get free, then they're able to walk. And I've got evidence of this in my clients. And I'm telling you, I could tell you stories and stories and stories. Uh, One of my favorites, one of my earliest clients, she was literally homebound with anxiety unless her husband took her to the grocery store or Mm. church or whatever. She couldn't go to Bible study with her girl's girlfriend. She couldn't go to lunch with her girlfriend. She couldn't go to the grocery store by herself. She couldn't do anything. And she started working with me and she got these tools and we worked through some old wounds and just all kinds of things. And today she is out living her purpose. She is out. She uh, we're no longer working together, but she sent me a message the other day and said, Trisha, I just drove into town 35 miles, had lunch with a bunch of girlfriends and drove home all by myself. No panic attacks, no worries. In fact, she said, I just was with filled with so much joy that I just had weeping tears all the way home. She mm-hmm. said, I just had to tell you. So the work is cumulative. It's not even just, you know, as we're working together, but it is, it's something that it breaks free. And, and she's, she also had a dream to go into, um, apartment ministry and put on events for like refugees or people who just didn't know Christ and just share the love of of Jesus. And, and now she's able to do that. She's completely free. She's walking in her purpose. She couldn't do that before she couldn't leave her house. So I just, yeah, I'm totally jazzed by that. Oh yeah. What a, what a powerful calling and to be able to, you know, watch the fruit of that in these women's lives. And I, we're kindred spirits. It's literally why Girl Power Alliance exists. It's why the Radiant Leadership Academy exists. Cause I believe the same exact thing. And I know that we are called to, um, to get them out of that hole yeah. and yeah. become exactly who Christ created them to be. So mm-hmm. let me ask you a couple of questions here as we kind of get close to, to wrapping this up. How, do you do one-to-one coaching, group coaching? What programs do you have available if somebody's listening and they're like, I need Trisha in my life? Yeah, sweet. Well, I I do primarily one-on-one um, and my program is for five months. Um, and But this summer, and so I, I don't know when this is coming out, but on June 20th, I'm starting a summer six-week group program. And it's just going to be an opportunity for, and I'm going to try to keep it small so that you know, everybody could get what they want out of it, but it's a time to come in and learn. I'll do teaching for about 30 minutes and then I'll open it up for an hour of coaching, one-on-one coaching for anybody that has something in particular. So we'll be learning things like, um, 
boundaries, uh, having expectations for other people, our own personal self-love and self-appreciation, how God's made us. Um, we're going to talk about time management. We'll talk about weight loss. We'll talk about anything that has to do with life. That's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to learn about how to deal with that and how to deal with other people, especially if you have difficult people in your life. Um, so we just, we touch on every aspect of life and just literally let women come in and, you know, bring their, their problem. And then when you're hearing someone else get coached, the beautiful thing is, is you always learn. So it's so amazing. So I'm going to do that just for this summer. It's not an ongoing program. I do it periodically, probably once a quarter, I'll do it for a short period of time, but yeah, start. So it's starting June 20th and they can find out information about that, um, on my website at trishazodi.com. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's actually, is that right? Yeah. Tr- Trisha Zodi. No, they won't be able to find that there. Cause, Oh, Oh, Michelle, this is invite only. Okay. Oh, so it's only, oops. yeah. Oops. I forgot that. Yeah. You can't get it anywhere Who gets else. Invited? But, so apparently all of your listeners just got invited. Um, <laughs> We better make sure this comes out before that date. <laughs> yeah, so that would be so great. Um, yeah, so it is invite only. Um, it's not something that I'm advertising. Um, my one-on-one program is my primary program because literally I'm working with people who have immediate needs. They have deep felt needs and they need answers now. And the yeah. way to do that best is one-on-one handholding. Like literally you have me and my attention for five months, Monday through Friday, either on our session once, uh, once a week, uh, via zoom, uh, or through a Voxer app, you know, you have access to me as much as you possibly would need. So if I've got like my sweet friend that had anxiety, if she was walking into a situation where she felt anxiety, she would just box me and say, you know, walk me through my tools, help me, you know, with this. And, and then she goes along. So it's, it's very purposeful to be, let's dig into your life. The group coaching is great, but it's very much an overview of what life coaching would be. It's not a real, you know, rubber meets the road kind of, of handholding that I think is really important to a lot of people. Oh yes. Especially when they're in crisis. Um, Are you on social media? So I am on Instagram at Trisha Zodi and also Facebook, Trisha Zodi. So not too hard to find. Awesome. If you are listening or watching, don't worry. We'll make sure that all of her information is available in the show notes so you can reach out to her and really just um, begin this transformation that you deserve to have. I -hmm. I agree with Trisha. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Any of these things that are that are being spoken to you that are not loving and full of hope and, and full of joy and excitement for the future. Anything other than that is not from your heavenly father and you deserve to have that breakthrough. Well, I just want to say to you personally, like Bravo, you're Mm. an incredible inspiration. I Mm. know that, um, God is just so filled with joy when he sees you and thinks of you and all that you're doing on the earth and how you've been able to continue to walk in the face of, you know, things that really, really are incredibly uh, painful and traumatic on just every aspect of your life and what you're doing matters so much. And I'm so grateful that we met. Thank you, Michelle. Likewise. I just, and I love Alliance. Uh, I I love that word. It is a, a relationship based on common interest and common goals, common desires. And so that is, yeah, I, I appreciate that word so much because it really is a desire to see God's daughters set free. So girl power Alliance, let's set 
set God's daughters free by the power of the Holy spirit to go Mm. and do what he's created them to do. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's funny that you mentioned the name because I've had a couple of people say some things that weren't super nice about the name and, um, or that, you know, it was like silly. Well, I will tell you that my heart, that the, the fact that I call it girl power is this innocence that he is our father and we are Mm -hmm. his daughters. Just this, this innocent thing. Like, you know, I envision, I'm sure you've seen the meme. There's a little girl, She's probably about four years old and she has like a superhero cape on and her mm. arm is up like this. Mm. I envision yeah. this, these little, where, where his daughters were these innocent yeah. young girls just with uh, filled with hopes and dreams and aspirations. And our power is from the Holy spirit. And you're exactly yeah. right. That alliance, yeah. it's this army of women aligned yes. to really move the kingdom forward. So yes. thank you. I Praise hope God. that we to uh, stay a part of each other's lives and ministries. Yeah. I just want to see more and more women get connected with you and um, Love that. just grateful. Love that. Me too. Michelle, thank you for having me on. I do appreciate it so much. Love what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you for joining me for that podcast. It was kind of a sad subject matter, but God is such a beautiful way of redeeming the things that feel broken, doesn't he? Well, if you are new to the Girl Power Alliance community, then my goodness, we have so much to share with you. (laughs) Head over to girlpoweralliance.com and check us out. We are looking for Christian influencers. We are looking for ambassadors. We are looking for women who want to change the world (laughs) just by existing in it. And, you know, we have this amazing event coming up called Activate. Head over to activatewomen.live right now and grab your ticket because tickets are going to sell out. This is the first ever event of its kind. We are gathering Christian influencers from around the globe to be all in one place at one time to really enact some exciting change and movement in the kingdom because we are so powerful when we align. So head over there, grab your ticket, be a part of this amazing event. We have an expo. We have amazing breakouts. We have just incredible main stage speakers, and you're not going to want to miss it. So get your ticket before it's too late, September 15th through the 17th in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be nice and warm. (laughs) And we have a lot of fun stuff planned for you. And we can't wait to just meet you in person. And like I said, Girl Power Alliance is looking for women just like you. You can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Join our private community that is free on Facebook. We're very easy to find. And we cannot wait to meet you. Girl Power Alliance is where women grow.